When we pick up a sacred text and read it with intention, drawing the spirit out of the words, we might find ourselves suddenly elated. Let's talk about that in a moment. Please, everybody out there, please share this podcast around. Please tell your friends. Please get the, get them involved. Get them excited about what we're, what they're doing here. And you can head on over to beautifulpodcast.com and get a coaching session with me. Use the coupon code BEAUTIFUL2022 and you will get 50% off your first coaching session. This is a beautiful thought. Welcome beautiful thinkers. I'd like to talk to you about reading the scriptures I remember many years ago, maybe 20 years ago, I read, maybe in Patanjali or another yoga text, I read some important words saying that, yes, it was important as part of the daily practice to read the scriptures. And back then, I don't think I even knew what a Veda was exactly or <laughs> what the other Indian holy texts were, the Bhagavad Gita anything like that, I don't think I knew. But I had on the bookshelf a copy of Gideon's New Testament. So I'd take it down and read it. Now, I admit I wasn't the perfect follower of these, you know, these fine words of advice contained within that book. But I was trying. And over the long term... Our efforts count. Our efforts stack up, just like slow drops of water filling a barrel or wearing away a stone until it is smooth. Over the long term, these things make a difference in our minds and in our hearts having in our minds these examples of some of the finest examples of humanity and what we can aspire to, the spiritual manifest within the terrestrial. Some people say to me, (laughs) they would say to me, what do I care what Jesus said? That's quite apathetic. I don't know what I would have said to him now. I think I said, uh, well, I'm going to quote the Bible if if uh, it can make a point. I mean, these words are there for something. Now, I'd probably say, I care. I care. In fact, I care so much what these holy texts have to teach us. The amount that I care would outweigh a million apathetic souls. That is how much I care. (laughs) That is how important these holy texts are. Sometimes we might have that attitude. We might have that apathetic attitude. Many people, if they've been proselytized to, they say, oh, well, I'm going to read this with a critical eye. I'm going to read it with the bitterness of my soul. Because I am bitter... I expect to find something bitter, and I will indeed find something bitter. 
because well, we don't see what's really there. A lot of the times what we see is ourselves. It's only when we look more closely, more openly, <laughs> with the right intention, the intention of truth, that is when we see truly. So what happens, I look with a critical eye and I read a verse and I say, that is ridiculous. That makes no sense. That cannot be literally true. What does it mean that the kingdom of God is within us? What does it mean? It's an abstraction. Well, this is why we have the opposite tradition, you know, looking at holy texts and criticizing them like that isn't really a tradition or you might say it's a kind of fad or <laughs> something like that, uh, looking for criticism alone. That's why there is the tradition of Lectio Divina, that is holy reading, divine reading. And this means, especially if we read aloud a holy text, we can start to understand a little better what the people meant, what the meaning, what the feeling, what the soul behind those words are. And even though a lot of these books have been translated many times, I don't think the essence can be hidden. In the mornings, I like to read from Baba Muktananda's Play of Consciousness. And this book, still so potent. Some say that just to touch it, you'll start to get a feeling of what is behind it. And I've certainly experienced that myself, especially while reading it. Many times I don't fully comprehend what I'm reading. I pause and try to contemplate and I weep with the divine beauty of what is expressed. Because when a writer, when a guru, when a master teaches us, his words echo, her words echo throughout whatever medium. And it only takes a little bit of seeking, an amount of faith, smaller than a mustard seed, to begin to reveal that truth. If we are earnest in our seeking, if we are earnest in our being, we will find something special there. Like I said, these sages didn't write these texts for nothing. They didn't say these words for nothing. And the people, the servants of truth, who dutifully repeated them through oral and written traditions, they didn't do it for nothing. These words aren't standing still after thousands of years because they're a trifle. Like a Stradivarius violin. It's intact maintained well, taken care of, because the people who took care of it knew that it was valuable. Yes, they said these words for something. Yes, they said, they wrote these words for something. When we read carefully, when we listen carefully, feel carefully, 
we will see. At first darkly, then by candlelight, then by suns. We will see exactly what that something is when we read the scriptures. A beautiful thought. Thank you to everybody sharing this around. Thank you to people jumping onto the Telegram group. And thank you to people jumping onto beautifulpodcast.com to get a coaching session from me. So if you'd like some help making sense of your emotions or your external situation and some help collaborating with an action plan, something practical that you can do to implement your beliefs into a new life, jump on over to beautifulpodcast.com, use the coupon code BEAUTIFUL2022 and have a wonderful day. Mm -hmm.